With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Animal here, February 19th, 19, 2020, 1920. You know, as people uh, made such a big fuss about the anyway, uh, I read an article today that said a lot of products and parts of products, like car parts and stuff like that, are manufactured in China, and China is on a, a lockdown because of the coronavirus, right? Everybody knows that. So the conclusion is, or the implication is, that pretty soon people won't be able to get any products to sell that are coming from China, or even more important, the parts. You can't manufacture car parts or cars without car parts, right? <laughs> so anyway, so the, the prediction is the global economy is going to suffer a huge setback, uh, people are going to be laid off pretty soon, and so recruiters are going to have big problems because if nothing is happening, they don't need people. If they're laying off everybody, they don't want to hire. And if they don't hire, they don't need recruiters. So I don't know if it's true, but for the next hour, <laughs> let's pretend that it isn't. We can worry about other things on Jerry Jerry. What show is this? The recruiting. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. It's so refreshing. I love hearing that shout. Everybody does, too. I'd also like to thank my Everybody sponsors. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves Everybody it. Loves year it. after year, they keep coming back Everybody for that show. Yes, that's true. They like you better than they like me. Uh, I I am humble. I, I, I will admit my uh, shortcomings. I've been, so, I've been so busy lately. Yeah, making placements, doing send outs. No, not you're not too successful. I mean, I've always been a huge success. Just re- really busy lately. I see. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Jerry's terrific, everybody. And you can find him on jerrytherecruiter.com. Uh, he's got a fantastic, uh, he's got a fantastic uh, discussion group for recruiters called Recruiters Who Actually Make Placements on Facebook. Okay? It's very good. I endorse it. I got a group, too. We can talk about that later. Anyway, I'd like to thank my sponsors right now before we get going. Okay? PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. That means it does everything, okay? It's very versatile. Hone it, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. I spelled it right. 
and that's the online interview recording technology. Today's guest thinks they're fantastic, so I'm going to let him do an ad for them, okay? Uh, and uh, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And I know uh, today's guest uses it in addition to a wide range of other tools that we're going to talk about. And today's guest, his name is Mike Cohen, uh, but he likes to be called Batman. And listen to this. He wants to be called, here's why, he doesn't want to be called Mike Cohen because if you do a search on Mike Cohen, all the first few pages of Google, they're dominated by uh, Trump's jailbird lawyer, who's also named Mike Cohen. So uh, today's guest, he thought, man, it's going to be better. If I call myself Batman, well, I'm going to dominate the first few pages of Google. Everybody's going to find me, okay? Right, Batman? Was that your logic? Oh, sorry. I was letting, I was letting you finish. It's Wake up! Awesome air to get out there. Uh, Wake up! No, that's it. I want to let you completely pull the pin of all the hot air, which is great. Uh, no, it was just so I didn't get associated with that human being. That was it. Uh, and Batman is the greatest superhero. He's the world's greatest detective. I'm yeah, okay, enough. Okay, I'm yeah, I told the real reason. You know. this, guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy's worried about his searchability, and he names himself Batman. Okay, fine. Okay, yeah. you child. Dude, if we want it's childish. It down, I'll tell you right now, it's childish. Spade okay? Spade. It's because I'm a narcissist. That's the reason. Like, let's okay. just, let's just Fine. You know, bullshit. No, we yeah, like yeah, narcissists. That's... Okay. And you're twi- yeah. you know what? I got oh, a I problem. Know. Something's wrong with the volume on my phone. It's not your fault. It's mine. <laughs> but you can't, you can't talk over me because I can't hear you when I'm talking. Okay? You're faint. Okay? So you better wait till I'm finished before you try to interrupt me. Okay? Your Twitter address is Gotham Tech Talk in line with, you know, Batman theme, and your company is actually called Wayne Technologies. Okay, the guy's gone whole hog with this thing, <laughs> and he thinks he's dealing with children here, and you are a sorcerer, okay? You do name generation and the initial phone screen. Is that right? Is that what you do? I don't typically do the initial phone screen. I'm more uh, the reach out via messaging and make an introduction. That being said, uh, I do have contingent clients. I've retained clients, and I've done uh, – I mean, I've been an agency side recruiter for, you know, 11 years. So I'm, I can okay. do that. Hold on. So you I just do, do a yeah, search. Wait a second. You just do a search, and you come up with a bunch of names and titles and contact information – and that's what you submit, you don't qualify the people beyond that. Is that correct? No, I do all of the email reach out, qualify that they're both interested in the job and they have the core skill set, and then I make okay, an Okay, so you don't do the initial phone screen, but you do the initial screen. You should have said that, recruiting animal. I do the screen, okay? You do the screen, but by email. Is that right? That is correct. The goal is to gain okay. interest. So let me ask you something. Who's giving me the feedback then? Somebody, I'm going to have to cut somebody off. Who's doing that? Who's got the show being played into their phone? Okay, good. Okay, so hold on. How do you do a, a screen of a candidate by email? Do you say, send them some you know, knockout questions that you're – uh, client gave you and, and they have to reply by email? Uh, no. The, the, so building the list is actually where most of the screening comes in. If you're, if you're good enough with search, 
Uh, you shouldn't have to do that uh, via email to qualify the basic requirements. So we, we typically are looking through to deliver 200 candidates. We're typically looking through about 800 profiles um, and, and across the internet. Hold on a so second. Wait LinkedIn, a second. Obviously. Hold on. Jerry, Jerry, you still with us? Have you hung yeah. up yet? Jerry. No, I haven't hung up yet. I haven't hung up yet. I'm still with okay. you. Okay. Okay. I got a problem with my phone. The volume won't go up. Can you hear okay. this guy clearly? Is it okay? Is the volume, his volume okay? I can hear him very okay? well. Can you yeah. hear me as yeah, well? Yeah, you sound really good. I can hear you can great. Can you hear me? Okay, great. Yeah, Thank don't you. let anybody see you sweat. You sound great. Okay, thanks. But Jerry, did you hear what he just said? Did you hear what he just said? He's doing, it sounds like he's doing one search and he wants to submit 200 people. Batman, do I have you right? 200 people? That's unmanageable. You want a list of 10 people maybe. What's the, what's so going on? Where, where we're using different phraseology is what it is. So when I say submit, I mean we are taking uh, the list. We are curating it, so all personal emails, all social data, um, and we rank them on a scale of one to five against the job. We then submit to the client to make sure that our rankings are on point, and then we do email outreach for the ones through the fours. We don't message the fives. We don't think we think they're just too far off base. So from there, we're typically messaging, let's say, 175 to 180 folks. We're typically getting, we guarantee a 25% response rate, but we're typically up in the 35 to 40 range. And then all of the candidates who respond and say, hey, this is really interesting, I'd love to chat, we're then forwarding over, uh, not forwarding, we're replying and introducing the client saying, hey, so-and-so uh, is interested, here's their background. Uh, for most clients, we actually have an email on their domain to maintain the branding of the organization so it doesn't seem as though it's coming from an Okay, you know what? You're boring me. You're internal. getting boring. Hold on a no, second. that's you... not boring. I like it. I like it. Well, hold... Sounds great. What, okay, what was finish boring off. about that, dude? Okay, what, go what? ahead. I, I'll tell you why, God. Jerry. Here's what, Jerry, here's what I want to yeah, know. Tell me why. I mean, tell he... me why. Okay, he said that he doesn't have to really uh, screen anybody or interview them in any way to you know, qualify them as good candidates. He says you can tell that if you're, a good, you're doing a good search. And, and I, I don't understand that. That's what I want to know. Batman, can you tell me? So, yeah, yeah, so the, the, the finding out if they're a good candidate, for me, I want to deliver two things to clients. One, I want to deliver uh, totally transparent data of what's available in the market. So I share all of my Boolean search strings. I share all of the reasons I've eliminated candidates who I didn't think were worth introducing to them. Um, so that way they have an actual view of like the talent map in their space. From there, for me, I want to be able to qualify which people are worth talking to. I'm not saying these qualified candidates are perfect for your job. You should hire them. They're going to get it. I'm saying, hey, you're going to have to talk to more than one or two people, obviously, to fill this role. Based on my search, the outreach and their response, these are the 8, 10, 12 people that you should be screening for this job to fill your position. And the truth is, uh, honestly, we, we have clients who will do one of these, we call them sprints, and they'll fill more than one role. Right? You get 12, 15 people responding. I'm working with the New York Times now. They're getting 15, 18, 20 people responding saying they're interested in the role. I don't charge based on placements. I don't care. 
Make five places. Yeah, I like it. I like what this guy's talking about. Hold on, Jerry. The guy's filling ten rolls and charging them for one search. I don't like that at all. I don't. I don't. The the, the company's paying for the work. That's kind of that's kind of that's kind of a direction I've been taking as well, Animal. If if I let's let's say I spend five days, five weeks, whatever, generating X number of candidates. Why do I care if the customer hires one or three? As long as they pay for one. I'll tell you why. Because the fee. The fee. fee, There's a huge difference in the fee. That's why. It's a new direction I am taking, and you can either get on the bandwagon or watch us go by, dude. I mean, it's your call. I actually have quite a few clients of mine who are search firms. Who pay me to just do the sourcing, right? They give yeah, me the, the money sure. that I charge, and then they get their placement fee, which is always significantly more than what I charge. And it works. What do you, do you charge? Have, do you have a specific uh, area that you work in? No, we are we are global. I've worked on a head of people role in South Korea, a localization manager role in Berlin, a female Ruby developer in Australia, and then anything you can think of in the U.S. CFOs all the way down to, you know, executive okay. assistants and salespeople. Okay, so hold on. Let's Dr. go back Animal a step. Question. When what I interrupted you, when I interrupted you, when I said you were boring, Jerry said you were giving good info. It was just about email addresses on, on the company website. Is that what were you talking about? Why don't I finish that off then? Um, so the information that we deliver to, to clients is uh, candidate, uh, first name, last name, full name, um, current company, current title, years in their role, their location, their industry, their school, uh, major degree, grad year. And then we also clean up for them for the future uh, all of the company names and first names. So if they do messaging again on this in the future, um, they they have it easy. So they're not like, right, you don't want somebody reaching out and being like, hey, Mike Batman. I'm like, done, spam, deleted. Um, and then we also give them all of our Boolean strings that we use to find people. So the goal is in the future, uh, first, you have a list of 200 people, reach out to them. Second, you have my search strings, use those yourself. And then if you still can't find people, we'll reach back out. We'll build you another list. Yeah, okay. You know, you know that they're not going to be – you are betting that they're not going to be able to use those search strings, and they're going to come back to you to use your own work, okay, to process your – reprocess your own work. That's my guess. Okay. Now, now, Jerry, do you have any questions for him based – did you want to follow up on anything here before I move on? No. So what's what's a service like that cost? I might use it myself. I like it. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Jerry. So uh, I have two different models. One is the one-off. You send me one role, I do it. The other is actually as a contract sourcer, where, like, I, it's the same as hiring an hourly sourcer, but the difference is um, you're not paying me hourly. You're paying me a, a fee each week, and every week you give me a new role, and we deliver 200 candidates by end of day Friday, and then the following week we start a five-email outreach campaign. So uh, it's that, that functions as whatever you pay your hourly sourcer. You just advertise it out times 40 hours that week, and you pay me a flat fee. So if it takes me 80 hours, fine. If it takes me 20 minutes, what the hell do you care? You're getting what you want. Um, the flat fee, my normal fee, is 5500 per sprint. Um, yep. uh, the, if you purchase more than one, um, I'm obviously open to negotiating yeah. on price on that. We do give a break. And the first time you work with me, um, I do give a, a 10% discount just for, like, hey, check it out. Yeah. 
That sounds okay. great. Look, sounds reasonable. Hold on uh, a second, like Jeff. About it. This guy, no, wait what? a second. He, this guy said he's a narcissist, and, and he doesn't hesitate to blow his own horn. And he told Chad and Cheese, he gave an example of how he's so much better than other sourcers, and he said they're looking for a CFO, chief financial officer, for a biopharma company specializing in immunization, and they need someone who can raise money and uh, take the company through an IPO, okay? He's not going to give them 200 people for that role. There's no way. 175. Are you kidding? 175 with a 41.21% response rate. Um, and I've submitted 14 candidates on the roll. I've got two people doing on-site final round interviews the first week of March with another three people who just completed their phone stream last week. Hold on. Was that, where, what country was that in? Was it in the United States? You ready for this? South Dakota. Hold on. And so you found 170 people like that with that narrow profile who are willing to make a move? In a week? 76 people. Uh, In a week? No, no, no. That, no, no. So for executive uh, searches, for D&I searches and security clearance, we typically are doing 50% of that number, right? I'm not going to find you X number of CFOs. I'm on a retained search with them. So I've run two sprints for them in the background. Okay. You call these things, I'm having the volume problem. Are you saying the word sprint? S-P-R-I-N-T? What's yes, a sprint? Like, uh, the agile methodology. That, that is a great word, a great application of the word. I mean, that's that's perfect. Dude, this guy is on the money, Animal. And Animal, quick tip for the rest of the show. Quit making it seem like you're so misinformed that all this stuff is really blowing your mind. Okay, that's my brand, you're, Jerry. You're, you're okay? incredible. That's my yes. brand, Jerry. And if you don't yeah. know it yet, well, something's yeah. wrong exactly. with you. Yeah, I'm just – this little tweak wouldn't hurt. I have a question. Hurt. A little question. tweak wouldn't hurt. Go ahead, Kathy. Yes, Kathy, Kathy Corner. Go Kathy, ahead, Kathy. So she, Hi. Uh, just so you know, Mike, I'm Batman. Wait now. a second, Batman. Wait a second, Kathy. Her URL is sorcerkathy.com. So get ready. Kathy with a C. Go ahead. Okay, I agree with Jerry. This guy is kind of blowing my mind in in several ways, and – I want to know if you can share with us what tools you use to find 175 candidates for South Dakota and what has made you so successful. I mean, I've worked with some of the best sourcers in the industry that are way up there, and we didn't come up with that many. So I'd love to know what you do, how you do it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm all open source. Also, I see you're at Deloitte. I'm actually talking to PwC right now about a contract, so no, uh, no, no pressure. Um, so on the sourcing side, <laughs> hold on. Uh, before we get going, can you hold on? Before we get going, Kathy, can you do your ad for Hone It, uh, Mike? Can you oh do my, the ad oh for Hone It? H O N E I T dot com. I sure can. So Nick Livingston created this technology. Um, it's the only way I do qualification calls anymore. So you basically, I send them the ability to book on your calendar. I, same sort of technology as Calendly or XAI. They book a time and get a conference call login. You log in uh, via their platform. Candidate gets told directly this call is being recorded. Automatically, you don't have a say in the matter uh, for legality. 
And what you do is you can create your own questions, your own pre-check form ahead of time. And while you're talking to the candidate, you know, I'm ready to ask them, be like, oh, hey, okay, awesome. What's your reason for looking for a new job? And I click the button next to, you know, the question that says uh, RFL. Once they're done answering, I click the button to stop recording. And you can do that all the way through, create whatever questions, how many questions. You can create them on the fly. When you're submitting the, the uh, candidate now to the hiring manager or your client, you're literally sending them a URL. That's my entire submission. When the hiring manager clicks that, it's completely branded to your company. It has their LinkedIn profile, it has their headline and location, and it actually has the recordings of the questions, the ones that you want to send. So okay, you know what? That's over, Bose. Okay, I'm sorry I asked you. I'm sorry I asked you. <laughs> that is verbose. And I do a better at than that, that okay? The, imagine being able to but, send your hiring manager the recording. Hold on. Here's all I want you to say, okay? Of you I, I saw you so, rave about HONIT, H-O-N-E-I-T. A lot of people don't know about it. It yeah. records your interviews online and lets you create little clips of it that you can send out to anybody on the hiring team, and it also creates a, a searchable transcript for that interview, okay? And this guy, this super sorcerer, he loves it, okay? I, I can actually quote you the things he said, but he, he, he just totally raves about it, okay? That's my point. There, let me move on. Yep. Okay, answer Kathy's question. Do you remember what it was? Cool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that, it's not that short term yet. I had a good time in college. Not that good. So, uh, Kathy, to answer your question, uh, if it's a technology role, um, I'm using uh, tech-specific amazing hiring and human predictions. If it's non-tech, uh, I'm using a combination of engaged talent, hiring solved, lead 411, hire tool, seek out, and LinkedIn recruiter. Combine that with uh, doing Google searches and actually just doing site x-ray searches. Um, and that, those are the sourcing tools Liar! that I'm using. Liar! I'm going to call you out, okay? Right on that. First of all, he, he, this guy is transparent. On his website, Wayne Technologies, he gives a list of all his tools, although he says it's dated. It's not up to date. But I, and I posted that on my Facebook group, Recruiters Online, RecruitingTricks.com. So you can see all his tools, he tells you. And, and I'll post another. He did an interview, and they listed all the tools. So I will list all his tools. But here's my point. You, may, you tell recruiters to get off LinkedIn. It's too expensive. It doesn't let you put your stuff into spreadsheets, I think that was another complaint. And here you just told Kathy that you're using LinkedIn Recruiter. What's up with that, as Jerry Seinfeld says? Yeah, so everybody asked that question. So LinkedIn as a platform is fine. It's a database of people. Why am I paying for LinkedIn Recruiter? Because I train companies, Animal, and companies use LinkedIn Recruiter. And to be so arrogant as to assume that any company I'm training won't be using it is dumb. And if I can't train them on the tool that they're using because I use it, then I'm not going to be a great trainer for them. So I have it for that reason. It, for me, is the bottom of the barrel tool that I use. We guarantee for every search that we're going to use at least three platforms and at least one AI platform. Um, LinkedIn Recruiter is the one where, like, holy shit, we literally can't come up with enough people. What do we do? Fine, we'll just friggin' use LinkedIn Recruiter, fill in the last 20 people that we need, scrape it with Zap. Okay, and then I am going to quote you. I, I, this is what you told Chad and Cheese. 
for the same price you pay yeah. for LinkedIn Recruiter, you could get a better AI sourcing tool and an email yep. automation tool and a contact information finding tool, all for the exact same price. Okay? So yep. a few questions. Yeah. How much money should a recruiter be investing in sourcing tools per year? What's that, $15,000 for LinkedIn uh, Recruiter? What's the price? Uh, between seven and nine, typically. Okay, so so the average recruiter should be willing to pay about ten thousand dollars, or between seven and ten, let's say, for sourcing tools. Is that right per year? Uh, no, I, I don't agree with that. I think it's uh, totally circumstantial based on what you're recruiting for. Honestly, um, if you're recruiting in the services space for blue collar workers, I don't know that LinkedIn Recruiter or any of these sourcing tools will be your best bet. I think at that point, you're almost better focused on like Facebook uh, geofencing marketing uh, technology. Um, for me, I, I, I think as long as there's a use case that creates a better ROI than the human capital that you're spending, right, like the hours you're spending, um, I think the tool's worth investing in. It's hard for companies to kind of prove that point because companies suck at organizing their data to be able to say, hey, here's where our actual bottlenecks are. Here's the data to prove it. Here's how we're spending all our man hours. Here's the data to prove it. People just bitch all the time about what they have to do or what they can't find, and it makes it really difficult for, for executives to be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. You know? Okay, so hold question. on. Let me just come I, back. To, let me Anna, let me come back. I have one question. Let me, hold on, one, Kathy. One second. He. Okay. I want to make a point. He 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 insists that the tool you use depends on the search you're doing. Am I right about that, Mike? Batman. Yeah. He said correct. He said you're okay. right. We, we, we okay. We we all Kathy. say correct. Kathy, we, go we, ahead. All, we all agree with that very Thanks, simplified Jared, uh, well, I, I didn't know. No, I didn't know that because there's 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 a number of tools. There's a number of tools, and he says, yeah, he says, he says, you know, different tools, different searches, or rather, they reverse different searches, different tools. Imagine that. Anyway, Kathy, imagine what's your that. Yeah, I have a question on Brilliant. his billing. On his billing, so. You're saying if you give them, uh, you give Jerry a list of 200 engineers, and and you know he places five of them or whatever. What if like two months from now, three months from now, he goes back to your list and hires more? Not my list. Do you list. keep track of that, or you don't worry about it? I, I've paid for oh, the I'm list. Just, that's that's Jerry's that was the service. List. If if Jerry's really smart about it. After I'm done with all my messaging, he's going to load that list into his ATS. I right. give you delivery notes. I tell you everybody yeah, who's responded who's not recruiter. interested and why okay. why they're not interested. So, okay. I mean, so shit, make 200 about, placements. That'd be awesome. Yeah, so you don't care about – you just care about providing the information, not the number of placements out of those that list. Yeah, he has a correct. specific That's 100% delivery. correct. Okay. Yep. Mm. Okay. Now, you said you like spreadsheets for everything. Is that right? How do you use your spreadsheets? Oh, my gosh, I love spreadsheets. So uh, for me, spreadsheets are the great unifier across sourcing. So I don't care what platform I'm sourcing in. I have the ability to pull all of them into a spreadsheet, into a uniform, um, uh, a uniform view, uniform data. From there, if I'm using spreadsheets, I can filter in and out candidates 
faster than anyone else can on the actual websites. So we timed this at SourceCon last year and had someone go through and look at profiles and see how long it took on average to look at a profile, determine if it's good or not, add it to a project, uh, or not, and then move on to the next. And the average was somewhere in the 8 to 12 seconds range. Uh, my average, when you break it down using spreadsheets to filter candidates out, is somewhere in the 4 to 5 seconds range. Which, which spreadsheet like do you use? Looking... Which spreadsheet do you uh, use? Google, Google Sheets? Sheet. Have you ever yeah, used – Air, Air, uh, have you looked at Airtable? No, but I am right now. Okay, well, I don't know if you can look at that and do the interview as well, but I, I've I've been looking at them. They're a very sophisticated one, but but Dean DeCosta uses Google Sheets as well, so that's what you're using, yep. Google Sheets. Okay, and uh, you just mentioned uh, it was scraping. Okay, web scraper. You're really big into web scraping. Like, what is it and why? Yeah. Yeah, so I use a tool called ZapInfo, one of my other favorite tools. It's also uh, the unquestionably the, the industry leader at what it does. So ZapInfo, ZapInfo, you love, Zap you love. Info. They're not, they're not a sponsor for this show, but you love them, ZapInfo, right? I do, I do. Hey, Doug or Eric or Lynette, if you're listening to this, you should sponsor this podcast. Um, there you go. You're welcome. Um, so I, when I do web scraping, if I'm looking at a website that has data that I want to pull off, for example, uh, you're looking at a conference and you're looking at all of the speakers, I want to be able to scrape that data, pull it off, and then enrich it and, and run uh, – this tool will enrich the data, run a quick search, see if it can pull back their LinkedIn profiles, et cetera. I also use the tool primarily to pull data out of LinkedIn um, so it can pull it into a spreadsheet as well on Facebook. So if I'm doing a Facebook search, I can automatically pull all of the results directly into a spreadsheet, have it enhanced. They'll find some work emails. Uh, they'll find a bunch of LinkedIn URLs, and then I can work with the data from a spreadsheet as opposed to having to go each individual social profile. One Hold on a sec. I I'm confused. You're using ZapInfo or a different tool? ZapInfo. How but does didn't that you say differ from HireTool? How does that differ from HireTool? So Hire Tool is an amazing AI sourcing tool. So you're actually running your searches within Hire Tool. Hire Tool scraping like 30-something or 40-something uh, sites to find you people. So it's actually doing the job of what you'd normally use LinkedIn for. Mm -hmm. Zap Info you can think of as like a sticky layer on top of all of your sourcing tools. So you can, you can scrape out of – you can actually scrape out of Hire Tool. You can scrape out of Seekout. You can scrape out of LinkedIn. You can scrape out – out of Facebook, you scrape out of GitHub. So wherever you are, Zap Info is just going to pull all of the data on the page for you, and then you can export it into whatever type of template you want to. Um, and they're even building integrations with like ATSs and CRMs now to put them directly into those systems. But it, how much it does that cost? The search for how you. much? Oh, how much? Forty dollars a month. Okay. And Kathy, all that garbage yeah. noise was coming from you as usual. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Kathy. She lives beside a, a base, an army base, and, and they, they, they make all kinds of noise, and they're spying on her or something like that. But hold on a second. I told you I've got a volume You wouldn't think Navy SEALs would be that loud. You, you know, you're right, Jerry. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm picturing them being like really, like you wouldn't really know they were there. Uh-huh. 
I guess if Kathy's no, we, we know they're there. Trust me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hold on a second. No. Uh, you know I've got a volume problem. I don't know if I'm hearing they're everything all live you said. They're living room. Yeah. But but Batman. Batman. Did you say in addition to Zap Info, you're using a, a tool called Primarily or something like that? No, I said I primarily use ZapInfo on Facebook okay. and LinkedIn for scraping. Yeah. Okay, does anybody but else on the line right now use uh, do web scraping? Is it just Yeah, but he said he used a different tool, but he said he used a different tool primarily or something or was he saying primarily he uses higher tool? Yeah, that's it. Uh, Alan, at least one. I'm not the only person who who got that. Yeah. He said yeah. primarily he uses Zap Info. Okay, he did. I thought he said uh, no, but I use his other tool primarily. Okay, that's what. Yeah, that's what I thought I heard. Yeah, is that what? So uh, let's clarify that, Batman. Uh, even Alan didn't get the it. The tool is Zap Info. The tool okay. is Zap okay. Info. I use Zap uh, Alan, Info. Alan, do you, as Alan, my do, you do you do web scraping, Alan? I do a little bit of it, but I got completely locked out of LinkedIn about two months ago, so I'm really careful. Okay, uh, what about what about you, Mike? Have you ever been put in LinkedIn jail, Batman? Not yet, not yet, which I find really crazy because I'm I'm pretty publicly animate about my my dislike for LinkedIn. So well, mine was uh, actually yeah. because I, of a specific no. tool. Yeah, yeah. Which, uh, we meant because you're using a tool like ZapInf like ZapInfo. Is that is that prescribed? Well, it, it was, but it's called Machine Sourcer, and the guy got into a big problem with LinkedIn and. They, and LinkedIn is flagging anybody that tries that thing and immediately just locks you down and wants you to do all this stuff. It was it was a pain for a couple of days. So okay. I got to be really do, careful I, about how you're doing it. What does that mean, uh, Batman? Yeah, so that means um, uh, smart tools like ZapInfo, for example, um, give you options of like delay time between page switches, switches and profile views. LinkedIn typically flags people who are looking at profiles faster than one every seven seconds. And so if your scraping tool is, is you know, looking at a profile every three seconds and it's looking at 100 profiles, LinkedIn flags that and knows that you're web scraping, and they'll, they'll shut that down pretty quick. Okay. Got to do an ad. I've got to do an ad. Here's what actually he said about Honeit. He said, check out Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T. Nick Livingston is doing some shit, man. You know? Uh, I've, it's, it's been life-changing for my clients. They've been able to cut out an interview round by me using it, and hiring managers go bananas. So I think that's probably one of my other big ones. Okay, so I'll use that in the future. But I don't want you to forget about PCRecruiter.net. It is a versatile, configurable recruiting software they don't impose a workflow system on you you impose it on them and if you don't know how to configure the software they're happy to help you they love you if you're a recruiter pc recruiter loves you hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l a super duper sourcing tool you just heard batman endorse them okay so is everybody else endorsing them whenever there's a discussion of sourcing tools on a Facebook recruiting group, you can bet there's a whole bunch of people shouting from the rooftop about HireTool.com. Okay, uh, HireTool is known for their contact uh, info. You told, uh, you say on uh, your LinkedIn profile that you guarantee, Batman, 90% of the people you give uh, you're going to supply uh, email addresses for. Is that correct? 
over ninety percent personal e personal email. Everybody, you a hundred percent of the people have email addresses, or we don't provide them. There's no value for the client. Ninety uh, percent of the emails are personal email addresses versus wow. work emails. Wow, I'm impressed. Anybody else impressed? Nobody? <laughs> Crickets? No, it's just you. That's all right. <laughs> okay, because you know what? I found that, that not every I'm contact. Or not. I don't know if I am. I might be. That might be impressive. I don't know. Ninety percent. You get ninety percent personal email, not work email. Do you use work email? Will Will you contact someone at work, uh, Batman? If I really try and avoid it to the best of my ability, when I deliver the the list of folks to the client, the, all the people with work emails are highlighted so they know, and I let them ultimately make the decision because it comes from their domain. My preference is always not to do that, um, but it, ultimately it's my, my client's choice. I'm, I'm going to defer to their decision. Okay, that's what you were saying before. You were saying that when you email people, it comes from your client's domain, not your company. Is that right? Uh, correct. I, yeah. Most of the time. There are certain clients where that doesn't work right. Like I have some clients who are active in the DOD space. Like, I can't get an email on their system to function with any of my tooling, so I send it from my own email. Kathy, Kathy, I'm going to put you on hold for a sec. I'm really sorry about that, but, I mean, like, I'm hearing all that gurgling in the background, and it just bugs me. I'll open you up again. Don't worry, okay? And I appreciate the questions you've submitted so far. Okay, I want to just say Wayne Technologies, he's got, okay, that's W-A-Y-N-E technologiesinc.com. He's got a section called the Heroes. Heroes is improperly spelled, okay? But he's got a whole bunch of uh, tools that he's got there, okay? You'll find it if you go to waynetechnologiesinc.com. Also, uh, in December 2019, just a couple of months ago, uh, x.ai, okay, uh, uh, they posted a whole list of uh, tools from Mike Batman Cohen. There's, it's, it's, there's a ton of them, and he explains what they're for. Uh, I'll post this in my uh, recruiting group on Facebook, uh, and uh, it's a really nice list. Okay, So if you think he's going over some of the, you know, the stuff a little quickly and you're not really understanding, uh, it's a very good list. And, and he believes in sharing information, and I, I admire him for that because I don't, I don't think – it always pays for someone to give away their secrets, their hard-earned secrets. But Batman likes to do it, so it's there for you, okay? Uh, here's, here's something else you say, Batman. You say, we guarantee over 25% response rate. That doesn't sound so great. So you're giving out 90% of the email addresses, but you're only guaranteeing that they're going to get a quarter of them uh, responding to the company after you qualified them. I don't understand that. Uh, what's your response rate, Animal, when you do reach out? I don't want to know my response rate. I want to know yeah, yours and what you're so, guaranteed. I don't so, brag about it online like you do. The national average for response rate in recruiting, according to these are according to stats I read last year, how credible they are, I don't know. I can't validate. Um, let me guess. Let me guess. Let Jerry uh, guess. Uh, sorry. I, even think less. I would even think less than that. People are so sick of recruiters, man. It's unbelievable. I'd, I'd guess five percent. Hold yeah, on, Jerry. I, I he said somewhere in the ten to twelve range. Okay, but hold on, Mike, Batman. Didn't you already say that you've contacted these people and you're only submitting people that you actually who said they're interested? No, uh, I must. 
Animal, Batman. you're in the struggle. Wake battle. up. I'm going to break this down. I'm going to break this down. Uh, so I, I deliver to the client 200 candidates. From there, I typically am messaging about 175 uh, or so, the, the rank one through fours. So I don't uh, email the fives typically. Uh, from there, of those 175, let's say, we're guaranteeing a 25% response rate of people responding to the emails that we're sending out. From the responses, the people who are interested, we make introductions to the uh, contact person at the client. Okay, okay. So you're sending a list of people who didn't uh, respond. Most of the people on your list didn't even reply to you. That's, that's, uh, that's, that's what's happening, right? So the first list is just a, a list of data that's theirs to own. They, they keep that forever. I'm then emailing the entire list of people, and from that list and all of the emails we send, we're getting a 25% response rate or higher. Yeah. Okay. If somebody else is making noise, not just Kathy, okay? I cut her off, but somebody else wants me to hear about their lunch as well. Okay, let me open Kathy in case she's got a, a question. Okay, okay, so uh, I had a follow-up question on that. Uh, so, yeah, you got those. I can't remember what I, uh, let me just see if I, if I, if I, I got a lot of questions here. Uh, okay, do you, well, okay, remember I asked you before the show started, uh, do you ever get a search that, you know, it's really you're unsuccessful on, that you can't find any good people or, people that, you know, nobody will reply to you? So I've had two examples where uh, we just struggled with the reply rate. Uh, and when that happens, uh, I then offer, so I'm like, hey, listen, I want to get that 25% at least. Uh, I also have uh, texting tools to set up text message campaigns. And if the client's open to that, I will then hunt down their cell phone numbers and reach out via text message until we can get to that 25% response rate. Okay. Okay. I know, I know what my, uh, I know what my follow-up question was. Your, uh, so you don't use the phone too much. You, you're not a phone guy. Uh, your first method of contact is email. Your second method you just told us is texting and you get all these personal uh, email addresses. Uh, do you also get cell phone numbers, personal cell? Yep. Uh, we don't, yeah, we don't guarantee the cell phone numbers for everybody because that it takes a fair amount of digging for most people. But we're finding, on average, we're getting probably like thirty percent, twenty-five percent. I'll say on the low ball, twenty-five percent of people's uh, mobile numbers. Accurate, accurate mobile numbers. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. And my my ability to gauge the accuracy is a little bit difficult without uh, like spider calling them. So, yeah, okay. Uh, but okay. By and I don't know what I don't know what spider calling is. What's spider calling? Spider dial is a way uh it's a tool you can use online. It calls people and routes you directly into their uh voicemail. You can uh -huh. hear like A is it a real number that connects to a person and B if you're calling somebody and they're like, "Hey, this is Aaron Daniels. Thanks for calling." You're like, "Oh, cool. I got Aaron Daniels cell phone number. Perfect." Okay. Okay. Now the the thing is though, you also make a point of bragging. Got Aaron Daniels cell phone number. Yeah, yeah. But this guy, you're you're you you brag. You told us at the beginning. I'm not insulting you. You said I'm a narcissist, right? You brag mm -hmm. uh, about how many times you'll try to reach somebody, and you said that uh, PwC did a search in 2017 about how many touches it takes 
to get a response. What was the number they came up with? Do you remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah, they presented and said it was 7 to 12 touches, but touches are defined as anything from looking at a LinkedIn profile, connecting to somebody on LinkedIn, following someone on Twitter, connecting on GitHub, etc. So I've boiled uh-huh. that down to, for me, I want to be reaching out directly one-to-one five to seven times. Okay, and you think most you, – you make a point – I haven't got to that yet. We're not going to get to all the stuff today. I mean, but you make a point that most people, 50% of all people are lazy, and even a higher percentage of recruiters are lazy, but you're not lazy. And so uh, you're calling – you're con- trying to contact these people. How many times did you just say five to seven? So for all of these campaigns, I'm sending five emails. Okay, and you say most recruiters won't do that, but it should be done. Am I right? Correct. Correct. A- and and you're not going to generate hostility by sending someone five emails. Am I right? Correct. Really? How uh, do you know? You Doesn't anybody get back to you and say, "Buzz off, you asshole"? <laughs> so. So there's two different points that you're bringing up. Do I get hostility that comes back? Not really. If I get one person out of every 800 or 1,000 who writes back like, this is spam, I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I assume you're having a shitty day. Um, If you're sending the same BS message over and over again about, hey, just following up, hey, wanted to follow up, hey, just following up, you're going to get spammed all day. That's terrible messaging. You have to have a strategy behind it and a strategy that's not based on, I'm just going to keep seeing if this person wants my job. So what is your strategy? I was going to ask you that. Hold like on. When okay, before we go ahead, Kathy, I, Kathy, I've got to do one. I've spent most okay. of the ad time on Hone It. I have to keep the okay. other guys in play, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, one of these days I'm actually going to bill these people, and I, I want them to pay me. Uh, but, but first, when you answer Kathy's question, also, I want you to talk about uh, email automation because you say now you're telling us good good messaging is important, but you also say that email automation is essential. Okay, so we're going to come back to both of those questions. But first, I'm going to tell you again about PC Recruiter. If you're a recruiter, PCRecruiter.net loves you. They love you. And you know what? And it's shown in the way their software works. They don't try to impose a system of workflow on you. You configure their software. You customize it to make it suit you. And if you don't know how to use that yourself or you're just scared and say, I can't do it, they'll do it for you. You just have to ask them, big or small. They help them all. You can be a kitchen table recruiter at your mom's house, or you can be in a big company like the New York Times, okay? And they are happy to serve you. The other sponsor I want to mention again is Hire Tool, although they don't need me telling you about them because every place recruiters talk, they're talking about Hire Tool. H I R E T U A L, the super duper sourcing tool. Go to their website, they've got a free Chrome extension. To get contact information check that out check it out but the big thing is you don't have to know any boolean you just put in a normal language search and it creates a boolean string for you and searches a ton of websites at the same time to speed things up that's what a lot of people rave about as well saves them a lot of time hire tool h-i-r-e-t-u-a-l check it out back to you batman i'm enjoying the show Batman, I'm enjoying the show. Okay, I just want you to know. Okay, go ahead. Kathy's question. Thank you. Get in line. 
Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Kathy, uh, the way that I organize these messages is based off of the DISH assessment. Um, if you're familiar, uh, if you're not, um, it's like a, a Myers-Briggs uh, a personality uh, assessment uh, that groups people into four main personality types. Uh, so what I do over the five messages is I organize the first four messages so that each one is written and laid out and shares content that would appeal to each of the personality types, right? So one is written for someone who's a high D, one is written for someone who's a high I, a high S, a high C, and then the fifth email is written like I do. I typically am sending something cute or funny or pictures of my dogs or just something that, that I like. Um, so when I do that, each message looks, reads, feels entirely different than every previous message. So you're not getting that like, um, oh my gosh, this person again. And by the time the fourth email sends, my fourth email is always a meme. I always create a custom meme that I put in the fourth email. So like, even if you wanted to say like, oh my God, this is the fourth email, like hopefully you chuckled because I said something funny, in which case you're probably not gonna bitch at me for that. Okay, what tool is that you're using? The astrology? Uh, uh, the you mean for the automated campaigns or for writing? No, 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 not the automated campaign. The tool to figure out the types of personalities. I don't. Uh, so the uh, the best tool for it, if you if you want to know, is Humantic, H-U-M-A-N-T-I-C. But I don't because then I'd have to go one at a time through every person, sort them, and put them into four different campaigns. What I'm saying is, uh, the first message that I send out in this campaign to everybody is written for a D. The second one in ev that everybody Okay, but you write them yourself. You write them. They're, they're manual. Correct. They're manually created, what right? What is the content? What is the content on each subsequent email? I know the personality type is, was taught differently via Shelley Steckler. Um, he, he informed us on messaging for different, you know, personality types. Yeah. But, but what, yeah. About, what about your content? Because, yeah, maybe you're phrasing it differently for that personality to open the email, but how is your content different as a follow-up? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not even just the phrasing. It's literally the content is different. So the first email literally reads, and I can share this with you, Kathy. I don't, again, I don't hide any of this stuff. My first email literally reads, uh, hey, uh, I hope your you know, day of the week is going well at company. Um, and then I literally write TLDR. Uh, this company is hiring for this role because of this. Then underneath, two sentences. One about uh, the role of the company, one about uh, the candidate and why I think this person would be a good fit. Typically, that's based on the Boolean searches that I'm doing, so I can kind of generalize that point. The second email is written to a high S, all about the team, all about the we, all about the culture. So I start by saying, hey, hope I'm not interrupting your flow at company. Wanted to follow up my email yesterday. Um, hey, uh, as I mentioned, we're looking for this type of a role. Um, here are some reasons why I think you may love working here. And then I give three to four bullet points where I share articles about the company of things that aren't about the role. I don't care about the role in this email. I'm talking about any um, you know, philanthropic things they're doing, any news about like how they're super financially secure, any new things they're creating, stuff like that. So it's all about the we, all about the company. The third email is written for a high C. These are the super compliant, like, 
software engineer lawyer types who are just like, give me the data and leave me alone. And the email is two sentences long. And it literally said, um, hey, third time's a charm. Just wanted to touch base. Make sure you got my two previous emails. Let me know if you want to connect about the such and such role. Thanks. Boom. The fourth email is the meme. So I literally say something like snarky, like, hey, uh, I'm just going to leave this right here. And I make a funny custom meme for each role that I send them out to. And then underneath, I'm saying, hey, um, I wanted to, to follow up, obviously, about this role. Um, let me know if this is something that you'd be interested in, or at least if you got a chuckle out of the meme. And then my fifth email that I've been sending that I love, because I love my dogs, says, uh, hey, haven't heard from you. Just wanted to make sure you haven't been abducted by a couple of nefarious-looking Australian shepherds. And then I put a super cute picture of my dogs underneath, and I'm like, haha, just kidding. Those are my dogs. So let me know if this is uh, something that's maybe not of interest now or not the direction you want to take your career. I want to make sure that we're in touch for the right reasons moving forward. Okay, you actually make a picture meme. The picture, it's a JPEG file, right? Yeah. And you're not, like you're not afraid of that getting filtered out. You're not afraid of some email system filtering that out. No, so I use, uh, I use a couple of tools to help with that. I, so I use Zero Bounce, which helps with my IP reputation to make sure that I'm starting off at a really clean slate. And then I use a tool called Readable to gauge both the deliverability and the well, reading quality of my email. Wait a second, I'm going to turn off email. Kathy. I'm going to mute Kathy for a second because her background is, is – what tools are you using? So I'm using Zero Bounce. Um, to make sure that my IP reputation stays great. They, uh, they filter through all the emails for you and make sure that none of them are going to bounce, that you're not messaging any abusers, that you're not reaching out to catch-all emails. And then I use Readable, um, and I can put my message in Readable, and Readable grades it based on, A, readability, right? And then also deliverability, like, is this going to get delivered? Is this going to make it through? And there's a lot of tools online that will tell you that, that will grade your emails for you, et cetera. Okay, what about the other automation uh, tools? Like, what email automation are you using? And you, because you say it's important, you can't be wasting your time to be sending all these follow-ups by hand, right? Yes, 100%. So uh, I'm currently cross-testing four of them right now because I want to figure out which one, uh, for me as well as for the market, uh, is the best for each use case. Um, my go-to for years has been Interstellar.io. Uh, I'm currently using resource.io, gem, and top funnel. Uh, they each have a, a unique use case, um, and I'm discovering that as I go through. So depending on kind of what you're using it for, where it fits within your pipeline, what data you want to capture and search through and hold on to, will depend on which of these tools will make the most sense for your organization. Oh, okay. Anybody, anybody else got some questions? Uh, anybody got there's a, there's usually uh, Alan was here for a little while. Recruiter I'm still here. I, li I like I like it. I like what he does. I like I like that. Um, I like that uh, step email step process. Uh huh. Any okay, questions? Like the way he addresses it. The, this guy's one of the best you've had on the show in a couple of years, Animal. Yeah. That's fantastic. Uh -huh. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, he he, he really looks Finally at the market. helpful. Yeah, and he really wow. looks at the market. He's appealing to the potential candidates in their voice and really trying to get somewhat custom, I mean, templated, but somewhat custom to their personalities, which I, I do as well. And it's, I, 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 like, I like what I hear. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. By the way, uh, you know, Jerry, Jerry wasn't here last week, but, but Al was Al, RecruiterAl.com was the guest, and uh, I really enjoyed it. What about uh, Michael G. Cox, MikeRecruiter.com? MikeRecruiter.com. You feedback? Uh, I, I'm, enjoying, I'm enjoying what I'm hearing. I'm curious. One question: um, How do you, I guess, soften the blow, if you will, on that first email that was unsolicited, and they don't know who the hell you are, and like initially, even if they do open it, are already approaching it with, "What does this guy want?" Yeah, so a uh, great question. There's two things I find that help with that initial email because you're right. It's like, right, when I get an email like that, my first thing is like, WTF, why are you emailing me? So what do I do? Number one, I try to make it so that it doesn't read as spam, right? So if you're doing email automation and you're not cleaning your data, you're shooting yourself in the foot, right? So what do I mean? I mean, if you're reaching out to a candidate and you have it auto-populating to say, how are things going at, you know, company name, but you're not cleaning the company names, that means that at some point you're going to reach out to a candidate and go, hey, how are things going at Lockheed Martin Missile Defense Group? Stupid. That's a stupid thing to do. They clearly know that's a spam message. And if it were me, I'd stop reading, okay. right? How are things going at Wayne Technologies, Inc.? No, done. Eliminate, right? So number one is I'm making it custom, but custom with clean data, right? Like I'm not, I wouldn't reach out to me and call me Michael. Right, my name my name's Mike. If you're not my mom, my grandma, my sister, or my wife, like Michael's not going to fly. Um, the second thing I do is I'm immediately no bullshit right into why I'm emailing you, right? And I put the TLDR too long, didn't read. So if you just if you want to stop, you want to read one sentence, here it is. This company looking for this role for this reason. Done. And that way people can either say, okay, interesting, or not, but at least they don't have to wonder what the hell this email is about, why I'm reaching out, um, am I just spamming this to 1,000 people, um, et cetera. Mike. Yeah. I've got a, qu- I've got a question. Um, I'm in a market space in Los Angeles that's really about relationships, and I'd like your – and maybe I mm-hmm. missed it because I got on a little late. What do you think of, mail, what do you think of the uh, MailChimp and their competitors? So I, I use them. I use okay. them, but I use them, um, I don't want to say intelligently to sound pompous. I use them intelligently in a way that my goal is to get it so when someone opens their email, that yeah. their first impression is not, oh, this is a spam message, right? So I only send with clean data, um, and I mention specific things that's relevant to that candidate. So again, if you have a really tight Boolean search that you're running, then you know based on that Boolean search that all of them have certain things in common, right? All of your and statements, they have in common. You can reference those in your email. Um, If you're not delivering the way that I am, one of the things I suggest is group by commonality, right? Even if you're using MailChimp or Intercell or Resource, whatever, um, find people who went to the same school. There may only be 15 people, 20 people, but then you can reach out and be like, hey, saw you went to, you know, Illinois University, go Redbirds, wanted to reach out and blah, 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 blah. No, I do stuff um, so like that. So it takes a you... little longer, but yeah. I am, uh, just really quick here, would you have a minute to talk today or tomorrow? Uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Happy to okay. connect with anybody, no. both for business or, or just to help people want to ask questions. Where, 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 what's your email address? It is batman at wayne-technologies.com. Okay. Also, your Gotham Tech Talks, 
Gotham Tech Talk, singular, on uh, on Twitter, and you're yep. on uh, like I don't get it on LinkedIn. You're Gotham Tech Talk again, but his name is Mike Batman Cone. If you look him up on LinkedIn, he'll come up like that. Uh, you know what? There's you can come back anytime you want because there's all kinds of things I didn't get to ask you about. You are a generalist. When everyone says you have to be a niche player in order to understand the search and do a good job, obviously you don't think that, right? So I want to talk about that at length. And also, you make a big deal, like you just mentioned in passing, about stale data. Okay, that's another really interesting thing. Uh, and uh, I want to thank everybody for showing up. And Mike, if Jerry, uh, <laughs> Jerry, and Mike, uh, 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 Michael G. Cox, and, and Alan thought you were okay, I guess maybe you are. Okay, so thank you. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW report prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18+. Plus.